Now, ladies and gentlemen, for your further listening pleasure... Direct from the golf course and onto your radio, this is... Hello, everybody. The Fred and Jeff Show. Tucson, this is the Friend Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Tucson. And we are celebrating the people, the places, events, history, and the culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That is exactly right, Fred. <laughs> and we invite you to visit us at friendjeff.com, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to this tome of wisdom and entertainment <laughs> on iTunes. Wait, wait, wait. What happened to check out the the prior shows from another lifetime at iTunes and TuneIn Radio and I, all. That's he was, was just I doing was just it. That. Slacker and all those other. just doing it. Just oh, saying geez. that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> all right. Home of wisdom and, and entertainment. entertainment. Oh, on, my God. On. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the beautiful. No, we're live now, but we'll, this this show will be aired taped. Uh, if, yeah. if we were corpses, we would not be broadcasting we are, anything. We are. Okay. <laughs> so we're broadcasting as. We are alive. We yep. are we are live doing are the show. <laughs> we are live at the KXEI studio at Hotel Congress downtown. Correct, Hoco, which is the uh, the I guess the you know the bad side of downtown because the good side of downtown is across the uh, underpass on Fourth Avenue. What's wrong with Fourth <laughs> Avenue? You got a problem with Fourth <laughs> Avenue? No, that's the better part of the city center. <laughs> 130 locally owned restaurants. I smell payola. I smell payola, friend. I'm I'm stating a fact. I am stating a fact. Okay. So, anyways, uh, we are we are enjoying, I guess, life. Yeah. No. Here we actually. It's February in the old Pueblo, 2018. Yeah, you know. uh, And it's cold. Yeah, Charlotte. Cold today. Charlotte and I took uh, our son Alec. Now, Fred, tell our listeners who the lovely Charlotte is. Charlotte, my wife. Yes. Yes. Uh, we took our lovely son, Alec, and his lovely wife, Christina, and our incredibly awesome go- grandson, yeah, that William. Godson, yeah. I saw him William. on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. we took him to, uh, we took him all to the Renaissance Festival. Uh, huzzah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for that. You're already, you're nerding that poor little guy out this early <laughs> in his life. Oh, yeah. So he. Did you get him a little, little plate mail, a little, <laughs> little morning star? No. No. Uh, did, no. Did you get it, get pictures of him carrying around a big turkey bone? No. He <laughs> was. Gnawing on it. He was a dragon. Uh, he was a dragon. And whenever, whenever, wherever we went, uh, oh. the shopkeeps and the, uh, and the lovely maidens. And the lovely maidens. They were f- afraid of him. <laughs> and they w- they were banned. He goes, no dragons are allowed here. Oh. You, m- you must move on. <laughs> and the fact that he's only one year old, he completely knew what they were talking about. Right. He right. would just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that kid, you know, he is so sweet, that little child. Is he? Yeah, he's, he's just about getting ready to walk. He, he's very funny. That's awesome. Yeah, so, uh, and, and he loves his granddad. So that makes Why wouldn't you love his granddad? Yeah, it's true. Who is his granddad? I don't know. This guy. <laughs> Some guy. So, folks, we are so happy to be here with, at KXCI. Our show, if you haven't heard us before, we're, we talk about, as Fred said before, the people, places, events, history, and culture that make Tucson and Southern Arizona a great place to live. And with us in the studio today is friend of the show, historian extraordinaire, right. Jim Turner. Hello, hey, Jim. Hey, hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Good, how are you doing? Hiya, hiya, hiya. So you were you were regaling us with your 
travel stories just before we uh, started taping the show. Yes. You've been all over the place. I've been all over the place, but this time was not as much travel. I wrote a book about the Colorado River, and I went all the way up to Estes Park and down to Mexico. Then I wrote a book about uh, Crater Lake, Oregon, and I got to go up to Crater Lake. This time I'm writing about the Four Corners area. I just finished the book yesterday, turned it in. Awesome. So I got a hurrah from the editor. And well, Now, wait a minute. When you say you finished the book yesterday and you turned it in, does that mean there's no rewrites? No, no, there'll be, uh, you know, they've done, we've done the rewrites. Oh, all the yeah. rewrites have we've been done. We've done the edits. So That's the final I mean. draft has been submitted yeah. for grade. Yeah. It goes to the designer from here, and it goes to the designer for about a month, and then it goes overseas because it's color, and we can't afford to do it. This is Rio Nuevo Publishers. Okay, lo our little local publishing group here in town. Uh-huh. Okay. And they, yeah, they it's not little. It's, it's a big publishing group. We put up about a dozen books a year. Is that a lot? Yeah, that's a lot. You know, we should get a, a Friend Jeff book. The Friend Jeff Travel Guide to Tucson. Or we could do the, the, <laughs> the, the yeah, that'd be a good art. And then you know, it would be like, uh, do you remember that, the old uh, Monty Python sketch where they, they did the. Uh, she turned me into a newt. No, they did they did the really uh, stupid. <laughs> I got uh, better. Um, travel. The, well, the. the, uh, uh, the spam, spam, spam. The, the spam. English Spanish translation book. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> You could do that. The Hungarian. Yeah. So that, uh, Hungarian, yeah. So the, so Jeff and I go. Where the, okay. the guy goes in the tobacconist. He goes, <laughs> yeah. John Cleese goes in the tobacconist and tells, and tells uh, who is it, um, Michael Palin, who's the tobacconist, that he wants him to squeeze him or something. <laughs> right. <He's> like, what? <laughs> yeah, so we should do our own no, travel no, guide. No, I'm thinking of the Jeff parrot. Say, <laughs> I'm sure we jumped right on that. I'm sure right. we would publish that. Yeah, yeah, that might be top 10 seller on Amazon. A whole lot that, oh. of sales on that one. That yeah, might we'll be, be pretty good. Yeah, let's do the friend Jeff Travel Guide of Tucson. <laughs> we could do that. And we could actually put the correct pronunciation of Saguaro. Oh, gosh. I was oh, driving awesome. around. Yesterday, I'm driving around town with a Hollywood movie producer. He called, found me on the internet. Jim Turner historian.org and he found me there and they're doing a movie and it takes place in 1920s 1930s 40s 50s they're going to have a speakeasy in the basement of here in the Congress Hotel the guy that is the uh, this guy teaches he's worked for CBS for 20 years and he teaches uh, film at UCLA and he has a, a student that has done a couple of movies for Netflix and his first one was a more Amorir. And I took him over to the... Amor Amerir? Love Until Death. Oh. Yeah. Love Until Death. And he's from Guadalajara. I took him to El Tiradito. Wait, sing it, Fred. Guadalajara, Guadalajara. Go ahead. Guadalajara, Guadalajara. Oh, that's... We got my low voice We can cut that part out, right? No, we're not cutting anything That's it. Anyway, I took him to El Tiradito. They bought me lunch at El Charo. And, uh, I mean, at El Minuto. And uh, Tiradito's right next door. And right. I told him the story. And Which uh, one? Uh, the many. I told him several <laughs> versions. You know the thing that really kills him at the end? I says, and this isn't where it really happened. No, it happened about a block uh, southeast. Wait, what story were we referring to? Tiradito. Did, did you lose track? The Wishing or? Shrine. The Wishing Shrine. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, well, sorry. Give him some notes here. I was, no, uh, uh, I was still wondering how we could edit out that singing. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Tiradito was actually in the 1880s is when it happened, and the city decided, well, we need that lot, or somebody owned that lot, and so they built that adobe wall in like 1923, and that's not where the legendary thing actually happened so so what is the 
I guess the most common or most well-regarded story? Well, Big Jim Griffith tells one that I like, and I th- he's done so many. He's a folklorist, so he right. collects stories. Right. He says, Jim, you have it harder than I do. I just You have to tell the truth. I just tell people what other people have told me. <laughs> he just repeats it. But I think the most popular is that there was a young man who was a shepherd, and he had come to town, and uh, he had an affair with a beautiful young lady. He's a beautiful young man and it might have been his stepmother that one I don't hear that one very often but she was young and beautiful and she had been forced to marry a rich old man which happens a lot even today that sort of thing happens so an arranged marriage he's having a clandestine meeting a tryst with her and the husband discovers and attacks him with either a knife or an axe. I like the axe better. Yeah, and, more colorful. Uh, yeah, Sheesh. it's more more colorful. And throws him to the ground. Tiradito, the throw, the castaway, throws him to the ground. He dies right there. Can't be married in a uh, Christian's in the church cemetery. Can't be buried. Can't be buried. buried. Yeah, can't be buried. Uh, can't be buried in the church cemetery because he's a sinner. And, uh, Holy cow! So they bury him. There'd be right nobody there. in a cemetery. I know, absolutely. <laughs> you need absolution right before. And that's you. what well, Harrison, point, yeah. Harrison Reiner is the producer. He says, "Well, why did why did they make a saint out of him?" I said, "Well, in those days, you know, the romance is Tra- like yeah, the Romeo. tragic characters were yeah. venerated. Rome, yeah, and absolutely, and the law of love supersedes the the church law and all of that stuff. So he's a folk saint, basically, and that Jim has done, Big Jim's done a book on folk saints. But so I told him the whole, and that's the story. And um, from then on, people revered this guy. And if you lit a candle at the place where he was buried, which is not where the shrine is, but if you lit a candle and it stayed lit all night, then he would grant your wish, and it was for lovers who were having trouble. <laughs> Not with... to get taken out by an axe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not to get discovered. But after a while, over the decades, it became he could intercede with any problems that you had. So now, um, you know, oh, gosh, I can't remember her name. Annie Laos. Annie Laos worked to get that thing preserved. They were going to put the Butterfield Wait, 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 wait. Freeway. Annie Laos. Annie Laos. Was she like the clerk of the court or something like that? What What was no, she? No, she's related to Roy Laos. Yeah, and, it's... Uh, okay. The drugstore on 6th and uh, 22nd, I think. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, the Laos family. And actually, uh, yeah. I don't know if they still Was do. it the bus line, was it? Well... The old Laos, yeah. was it the old Laos bus line? No, the the Laos uh, transit. There's a there's a bus station named after the family. Yeah, right. because they used to run a bus a bus line here in Tucson. No, he was a city councilman. That's well, Roy. Yeah, Roy Jr. was a city councilman. Right. Wait, right. what was the old bus line that was here before SunTrain? Old Pueblo was, but that was just from South Tucson to downtown. But there was old a Pueblo I'm not for transit. sure. There was an old Laos bus. Service. Nope, not that I know of. Maybe that's might just... have been partners in the Old Pueblo Transit, but that's not what they're known for. They're known for that drugstore. Yeah, see, this and, this is uh, this is how folklorists are, are born. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> this pull pull stories from the their back end. Well, they must have a bus company because they named a transit center. No, they named because they were leading family. I'm yeah. looking that up. Uh, I'm looking that up. Yeah, and actually, uh, Five Points. I don't know if they still own the property, but they had a lot of property holdings over in Five Points. Oh, that's right, okay. Five Points. That's where uh, that's where. Um, I mean, ugly but Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. Yeah. and uh, Daniel Day-Lewis got in that big fight. Yeah, exactly. I did not know that. 
Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Nope. Gangs of New York? Oh, okay. Did you not see that movie? Yeah, but it's a different five points. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I'm still in Tucson. Uh, where's my me. Where's my J- drum and cymbal? Silly me. <laughs> no, just ignore him. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's. I'm the, all right. So yep. you know. So so we. So spent, let's get back to history. Yeah, we right. spent some time for being hearing some folklore, but uh, I, and I think that it it's not. We should make that point again between you. Uh, and Jim Griffith, where, uh, you know, we when we talk to you, we've talked to Jim Griffith a lot. Yep. And he tells stories about, you know, s- fishing for sand trout in Santa exactly. Cruz. Exactly. Lake right. Elmira. I just yeah. took the producer through Lake Elmira, you yeah. know, Stone Avenue underpass. Right. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> <laughs> I forget a lot of stuff. Speaking of legends. Yeah, Wait, so, but did we finish your story about the Hollywood producer coming in and we kind of got sidetracked. I drove him around. I showed him uh, the Owls Club. They were amazing. I mean, that director was just shooting pictures of the Owls Club. The Steinfeld Mansion, which mm-hmm. was the original Owls Club, and then down the street with the great big Owls Club, which used to be painted pink, and now it's a nice beige color. Right. But uh, he's trying to find streets where it looks like the 1920s. And so, you know, Barrio Viejo, we did some of that. And uh, the mansions of Main Avenue. I did a walking tour for uh, Road Scholars there a couple of weeks ago. So are we still calling that Snob Hollow? Yep, we're calling it Snob <laughs> Hollow. And the producer just loved that. He went, what did you say? I said, Snob Hollow. Yeah. Yep, that's what it is. That's cool. Okay, so not to trump you. Yes. But <laughs> I don't old, like that the word. old Pueblo <laughs> Transit Company <laughs> served, no, I love that word. Served the south and west sides of Tucson. Okay. It was founded in 1924 by Roy Laos Sr. under the name Occidental Bus Line. Okay. In 1949, he took a partner, Emory Johnson, and together uh, the rest is history. No, he's getting that off of Jim Griffith. Emory Johnson. He's getting that off of Jim Griffith's website. All he's doing is looking at the phone and saying things. I don't even know if it's on the phone. Okay. (laughs) We'll post it on the website, folks. Very good. Go to the head of the class. We'll post it. You did. You beat me at my own game. Well, you know. It's You're taken, one of the few. It's that can taken do me that. years, years. Oh, you do. You study yeah, so this it's, a lot. Yeah, it's wow. taken seven years to do that, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that how long an undergraduate takes? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, maybe. Right. All I right. So once in a while, he comes up with something. But man, that, that teaches me something. Hey, we should. I don't know everything. That's for sure. You know, now that we're doing this straight through and we don't have uh, have any breaks, we should remind people this is the Friend Jeff Show. Ah. We are broadcasting from the KXI studio on at Hotel Congress, and we're talking to local historian Jim Turner, uh, author, photographer, all-around good guy. Uh, and if you want uh, to know more about Jim, all you need to do is go to jimturnerhistorian.org. Org. O-R-G. So, hey, hey, Jim, just to give some background, because you know we're now that we're on KXI, we, we might have a lot of people that are listening to us for the first time. Okay. Give folks a little bit about your background. I mean, you were with the Historical Society. Yeah. Well, we moved here. I'm one of those health seekers. I had asthma. I was eight generations in the same house. I was, you know, the family was lived in the same house since 1769 in Connecticut. Wow. And a little Jimmy got asthma, so they had to move. The doctor said, move him to Denver or Tucson. My father never wanted to shovel snow again. So it was Tucson. We got here in 1951, lived way out in the desert at Broadway in Columbus. Oh. <laughs> I had horny toads and a tortoise for a pet. Okay, and did you ever get squirted with blood by a horny toad? No, 
but uh, you could you could put them on their back and rub their belly and they would just go like to sleep yeah right put them out that way right but uh, we always wanted to get squirted but never did never happened. Fred always got so squirted. I went to the local schools Rincon 67 and then um, I always loved I took my first class in Tucson history in 1974 and then I taught it at for my student teaching at Canyon Del Oro in 1976. So I've been researching and teaching Arizona history for more than 40 years now, which is really scary. But uh, so I went back to school. I got a graduate, got a master's in U.S. history. From the U of A? From the U of A. I got my bachelor's and my master's. Bachelor's in 76, master's in 99. So it's never too late. And then I went to work for the Arizona Historical Society. I was the historian, and I worked with museums all over the state. So then I went from being a Tucson historian to an Arizona historian. And then now I work for a publishing company, Rio Nuevo Publishers, and I did a book on Crater Lake. I just finished a book, a manuscript on Four Corners. So I had to do the history of Telluride and the Silverton Durango train and all of that stuff. But I... I uh, I give presentations at senior living centers. I did a couple in Phoenix on Monday, and also for Road Scholars. I'm doing a walking tour next week, and I did one uh, two weeks ago. So When you say a walking tour, you're walking where? We start at the Presidio, you know, the reconstructed corner of the Presidio, and we go to the Cordoba House right on the, the campus, if you will, of the Tucson Museum of Art. And then we go to the um, E.N. Fish, all of that line along Main Avenue. And I just take them along Main Avenue from Alameda, which is, you know, the central gate of the original Presidio. Take them down Main all the way three or four blocks down to the Owls Club. But it's only about a 45-minute and uh, so I don't get, I've got more material than I could ever use in 45 minutes. Really? Oh, yeah. i got tons of stuff. So what what's something that you wish you could share with folks that you just don't have time? Uh, well, we don't always get to the Owls Club, which is, it's this huge building. You guys have seen sure. it. Um, it's just like three stories high. And uh, Henry Trost was the Swiss architect who designed this thing. And... Uh, and he did several buildings in Tucson, but it he took as a model the face of the Sanavir mission. And so you've got all of these spires, spires you've got the Rococo, you know, bas-relief, all the sculpture. And, but instead of religious stuff, it's got horned toads and cacti and scorpions and all of that stuff. But this huge building, and you know, those buildings have rain spouts, uh, all of the traditional... Sure. Uh, Sonoran Territorial, and they're called Canales. The first tour I did was for Pima College in 1996, and I had some lady with me, and she says, I said, these are Canales, the channels, uh, and they get rain off the roof, and she said, Canoles? <laughs> <laughs> I've used that for 30 years now. <laughs> Always gets a You get water and cream. But the Canales on the Owls Club are like a foot in diameter, and they look like they should be on an ocean liner. He just did everything huge scale. But they've restored that place, and it's just oh, it's beautiful. phenomenal. It's beautiful. But the story about the Owls Club, which you probably know, but our listeners may not, is the original building was where the Steinfeld Mansion is. And, and the Steinfelds were? Uh, store. Uh, Zeckendorf's and Steinfelds came to Tucson in 1866. They had stores in, uh, in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, 
and uh, Albuquerque in the 1840s. And then one of those Eckendorfs joined the U.S. Army and fought in the Mexican War, and they took over Chihuahua, and they started a store in Chihuahua. But the story has it they brought a, a wagon load, a freight load, you know, a 20-mule team wagon train full of goods to Tucson, and they sold everything in two hours. Wow. So they said, we need to put a store in Tucson. And they did. So the Steinfels building used to have this huge... Uh, sign at the top. It was a covered wagon. It was neon, and the wheels went around with oxen. Drought. You you remember that sign on the top of the Steinfels? I don't. I don't oh, remember man. that. You're just too young. Anyway, Steinfels had this big store downtown, but um, they bought the mansion. The mansion was built for young professionals, single men who had been living in hotels, and they would have been lawyers and doctors. Uh, to the mining companies or to the railroad. Those were all really big in the, at the turn of the century. This is 1899. They started the Owls Club. And what they did was they all pitched in and bought this house and had it built. And uh, they hired a great architect. And uh, so they had this beautiful mansion, and it still is. I mean, now it's law offices. but And they each had to hire a cook. And they entertained. The, the hotels were not in that great a shape at, in 1900. They were just beds. Yeah, and with bed bugs. Right. Uh, <laughs> hot and cold running bed bugs. So the, uh, the Owls Club members, uh, they bought this house, and they had big parties. They each had a cook. And uh, as they met young ladies, they got married, and they moved to a house like next door uh, that's the Hereford House, and uh, the clubs moved in 1900 to the Stein, what is now the Steinfels bought it after the Owls Club moved out. But he met a lady at one of those parties and married her in 1901. So he didn't live at the Owls Club very long. And then a couple of rows, a couple of houses down, is the Selim Franklin House, and he was one of the uh, members of the Owls Club. Got married. Uh, moved to the Selim Franklin house, and that's still there, and I show people that one. God, and, think uh, about how how just these guys who pool their money to build this beautiful mansion, yeah. thinking, well, we're going to live here for God knows how long. No, I think they were just doing it on spec. Okay. <laughs> it was just like, this is it was fun, an investment. let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Well, and, you're sitting uh, in the middle of the desert with not a whole lot of nothing to do. And a whole lot do. of money. And yeah. building was cheap. If you read uh, the Drachman book, Chicken Every Sunday, talks about the Drachmans and how um, Rosemary Drachman, Drachman Taylor is the one that wrote the book. But her mother, I'm trying to think of which Drachman. I think it was Manny. Uh, uh, that, uh, you know, he was into all of these. He, he started the laundry, the Drachman laundry, and he started. Uh, but he was always... Uh, putting his money into prospectors and, you know, the mine would go bad. So his wife just started <laughs> socking money away. Well, at first she says, oh, you can't sleep in the bedroom tonight. I rented it out. And she took in boarders because she was he was spending money like crazy. And, and then she made enough to build a house right next door. And that was for young men. Uh, and this is 1908, so the, the, the Owls Club had already gone. But these were men that weren't making the big professional bucks. Now, wait a second. You, 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 so we refer to the Owls Club as a, as a building. Yep. But the Owls Club was actually a, a group of guys. It was like a yeah. fraternity house. Yeah, so yeah, it was, exactly. there how many guys were in the Owls Club? 
Oh, maybe a dozen. I really have never gone to the whole list. Interesting. Um, and then once those 12 guys were moved out and, mar and married, yeah. the Owls Club no. ceased to exist. You start in the Steinfeld Mansion. 1901 is 1900, 1901 is when they moved in. Two years later, they built the bigger one, and they moved. Got it. And so when they moved down the street to the huge one, and when the last bachelor mo moved out, it was left to... Uncle Leo, boy, I can't think of Uncle Leo's last name, but he's related to the Mansfelds. The building was left to Uncle Leo? Yeah. Uncle so Leo Goldschmidt. Uncle Leo Goldschmidt. They were recruiting new guys to come in and fill the rooms? No. Uh -uh. So that one last guy Uncle Leo was living got in this it. huge he building. Got it. I think he had to buy out their share or something. But then uh, Sam, is it Sam Mansfeld? He came to town in the 1860s, 69 or 70, with a, book, uh, a, a wagon load of books, and he opened the news depot downtown, right on Congress here. The Cre well, it's not Crescent, but it was the Tucson News Depot, and it's about where the Crescent Smoke Shop used to be. And, uh, and so Mansfeld died, and the widow, it was her uncle, Leo Goldschmidt, and so she moved in with her family. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. That's that's pretty cool though. So where was the original Crescent Smoke Shop? Oh, uh, near Wigorama, something like that. Wigorama. Yeah. So so I think <laughs> I don't think any of these stores are in business. I'm not supposed yeah, to we, be average. I'm not intending to average. No, no, we, oh, no we're, we're talking historical places. Yeah, it's right. Funny, it's like, like Wigorama's gone, but but I don't think any any wigs were ever sold out of that joint. No, not true. It was a front for what? <laughs> for I don't know. Wigs. So, folks, you can tell. There were always afros in the window, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it was time, a sign of the times. Ones, yeah. Sign of the times. So you can tell that we have a lot of fun with Jim. We could go on and on. We've gone through a dozen rabbit holes today. <laughs> and, Jim, we're, we'd love to have you back. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll, next time we'll, we'll be more, you know, we'll be more Focused. on focus. Yeah, for, for, the, for first the message. Time. <laughs> but we appreciate having you. Oh, great. No, we, we promise to be focused all the time. I would mm. rather do it this way. Yeah, you know? this is fun. All right, and folks, if you want to, again, you want to hear some old shows, go to friendjeff.com, or you can subscribe to the old podcasts on TuneIn Radio or iPod, whatever Apple is. I'm an Android guy. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us for uh, today. Go out there and uh, meet your neighbors because they're the ones that make Tucson great today. And we'll see you again here on The Fred and Jeff Show.